back to the Figured Out Podcast. My name is Emma. And I'm Natasha. And we're so happy you guys joined us for another episode. Yeah, if you guys came last week to uh, listen to the guys' takeover, that's not normal for the Figured Out Podcast. It was a lot of fun and a lot of you listened, but it's it's really not that week, that always. So Honestly, you guys, Emma and I were like watching just how well that episode did it. I know the guys graciously like kind of promoted it and all of that, uh-huh. but we were just like, wow, people really wanted to listen to them. And we've been like, we've never had episode do that well in such a short amount of time. Yeah. And for us to not even be on that episode uh-huh. was just funny. Yeah, I guess. I guess to like pull back the curtain a teensy bit, that podcast is at this point only a week, less than a week later, our fifth most listened to podcast. Yeah. So hopefully you guys, if you're new to to the podcast, um, enjoy this one. But also like Emma and I, we've been doing this for a few years and we just enjoy sharing um, <laughs> random stuff about post-college life i guess exactly and this is a really fun episode because it is our second annual super bowl episode and so we as long as the figured out podcast keeps going i think we're going to try to do this um we almost did it this year so it only it was almost only a one-year tradition but we are doing our second annual super bowl podcast so what that means it's the week leading up to the super bowl we're going to give you a little bit of insight we we're not (laughs) our guest matthew is going to which we'll introduce in a second here um like if this is one of the only football games you watch a year if you're like a one time a year fan here's what you need to know to keep up to fit in at those parties as best as possible and hopefully to enjoy it and be able to like actually root for people and know what's going on yeah and so without further ado we have our guest matthew bauman on a second time guest um he was on the first super bowl episode and our first interviewee yes he's yeah. the first time we've ever had a guest on the podcast so this is super exciting matthew welcome back to the figured out podcast thank you i'm really excited to be here so a little backstory we almost didn't have matthew as our guest and therefore we almost didn't have a super bowl podcast because mm-hmm. natasha and i talking about the super bowl would have been a little pitiful would have been hilarious actually <laughs> well would you have listened to that absolutely 100 percent would have listened to natasha break down the super bowl when currently she doesn't even know who's going to be in it i know yeah i kind of stopped like tracking who was playing when fantasy stopped that was before the playoffs so yeah yeah so like i have uh-huh. no idea i know well, it's not the vikings i did watch vikings. that game that is correct right before we press record natasha was like you guys i don't even know who's in the super bowl you guys, here's the thing. I think I'm more prepared for this episode than I was last year. Like, I actually tried to learn some things this year about football. But also, I just realized, like, I don't have very much to bring to the table in this conversation. So hopefully I learned something from this episode. Well, and that's the whole point of this podcast, to learn. Yeah, so, exactly. Exactly. We well, if you guys don't remember from a year ago, we're going to introduce Matthew just a little bit. So Matthew is a friend of both of ours from college. Um, Natasha and Matthew were student body president and vice president together, and that was real fun. And that's kind of how we got to know Matthew. And I mean, you did through student government, and mm-hmm. I got to know him through Natasha. Yeah. Also, Matthew is currently a teacher for fifth and sixth grade and um, teaches history. Do you teach math this year? You no. don't, right? Yeah. No. But social studies. Yep. And um, he does a great job. Oh, and Bible. Yep. And mm-hmm. always has the best stories of different random things the oh kids do. Yeah. Um, I think you're like all their favorite teacher, though. So that's pretty awesome. Not everybody's. <laughs> that's for sure. That one kid. Yeah, yeah, I think we've heard about that kid. Well, there's, there's more than one. <laughs> oh, no. And I think I mentioned like 14 seconds ago that was like this podcast barely didn't happen. But I don't think I said why. No. Matthew's, no. Matthew's been sick the past week. And like the voice you're hearing like was non-existent a few days ago. Like he didn't have his voice. So. We're really glad that came back, mm-hmm. just like for the health of our friend, but also for this podcast. Yeah, uh, this past week I pretty much taught without a voice. That's so, so that crazy. was exciting. How do you wrangle fifth graders like without a voice? I told them I needed three minutes of pure silence <laughs> at the beginning of class where I could whisper directions <laughs> and then they had work time. That wow. was the worst day. That was Wednesday. <laughs> Tuesday I had enough to where we could get through it. 
Thursday was a pre-planned video day, so that was easy. And then Friday, I just kind of made it work because we needed to start going through more material again. <laughs> so there you have it. Yep. All right. Um, so with without further ado, we're going to get into the Super Bowl. So um, basic overview, Matthew. Like, where is it? When is it? What do people need to know starting off? So it is this upcoming Sunday, February 12th. It, kickoff is scheduled for 530. Which time zone? Central okay. Standard Time. <laughs> yes. And so it'll probably kick off like 545. They'll sing the anthem about 530. But yes, they, uh, they go through that. It's in Glendale, Arizona, the home of the Arizona Cardinals. And it is on Fox. It is between the <laughs> NFC representative, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the AFC representative, the Kansas City Chiefs. I actually, okay, so I we had talked earlier about how the Eagles were in it, right? And I was like, oh, I don't even know who the other team would be. But my guess was the Chiefs because my brothers were watching that game and were talking about how they wanted the Chiefs to win. There you so go. So I actually lied. I did know a little bit of the playoff history. A little bit. There you go. But are there any other like notable things happening this year? What year is this? Super Bowl 57. 57. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anything? Is there any like, I don't know, fun facts or just like some unique stuff about the Super Bowl this year that's like, wouldn't know off the top of your head? We wouldn't. So this isn't about the Super Bowl, but it's about the stadium that they're playing in. Okay. Okay. State Farm Field, Glendale, Arizona. Mm -hmm. It is a indoor stadium, but they have real gloves. Real grass. Really? In indoor stadium. How? Because what they do is they have wheels that are underneath the field and they wheel it out no out into way. the parking lot no during way. the week. So that way it gets sun and it's in the parking lot just growing. And then they wheel it back into the stadium for the games and then they play what? in a real grass field. Are you I mean, serious? Indoor stadium. 100% serious. First off, how do they wheel? That big of a... It's all mechanized. So, like, it attaches, like, they they attach it to the stadium, and then they lower it down and pull it out, basically? They just have a... They got a door (laughs) by the parking lot that they open up, and then the whole playing surface just wheels out. That's crazy. Wow. So, there you go. Wow. You guys, when you go to your respective Super Bowl parties, that one's going to, like, blow everyone away. Do most people know this? Um, It's a... If they've shown it a lot. Really? Yeah, they'll probably... I've never sh- heard of this. They'll probably show it at some point during the Super Bowl. They generally do, like, a time lapse where they show, like, how it rolls out and everything. That's so cool. That's pretty cool. That is very cool. Yep. Huh. It's wow. one of... There are a number of stadiums with it. Not NFL stadiums, but a lot of European soccer fields okay. have huh. similar things. Very cool. Yep. Wow. I'm so, like... I don't know, what, like, what to say beyond that. I think this was, like, last time when you talked about how expensive the stadium was. Oh, yeah. And it's just, like, some things you don't have a, a like, category for of, Correct. like, people do this. What? So, this is just me being in Or the fact that to have a 30-second commercial, it's $7 million. Yeah. That's it's so true. crazy. Crazy amounts of money. Like, $7 million? Dollars. For 30 seconds. So, your full, uh, full minute commercial, $14 million. That's crazy. Yep. Do you think that brings in... 14 million dollars worth of revenue then well there are so many commercials that you know that you remember from previous years that there are companies that i would never know anything about to work for the super bowl like you've got the there was oh no i'm going to oh i don't remember exactly what the brand name was but there was the one last year where the there was the farmer who was yodeling about milk and it was some kind of of some kind of milk where he was yodeling and it was absolutely hideous, but everyone was talking about it the next huh. week because of this commercial and no one had ever heard of the that's company crazy. before. Or that's where Avocados from Mexico, that's yeah. where they got their start. True. Like, I only know them because of the Super Bowl. Yeah, like six or seven years ago, they had their first ad and everyone was like, what is this? And then they have yeah. one every year since then. That's crazy. The one I remember, the only commercial I really remember from last year is the QR code yep. one. 
Yes. Was that, that, that was, was like, like bouncing word, word everywhere? Bounce? Yeah. yeah. Like the old DVD players, yep. which is like so nostalgic. But yeah. Do you um, remember where that, what, did you scan the QR code? I didn't, but a friend did. I think it went to like crypto or yeah. something. Yeah. I don't remember the name of it, but I know we looked at it or like mm -hmm. we, we did it. That yeah, one. we did too. Could you imagine working on that campaign for like months and then waiting for that and just like watching the numbers of scans just mm -hmm. come in yes. in such abundance? Like that would just be like crazy. Oh imagine my God, if the QR code was wrong. Oh my <laughs> that would be so awkward. Anyways, but it wasn't, so that's good. Like, I came here to talk about football. That's Sorry. Good. Okay, that's good. yeah. Like, okay, anything else we should know about the, the stadium or the event or otherwise we can move into talking about the teams and yeah. the things we should know about them? I think we should move into some storylines. All right, so who should we start with, the Chiefs or the Eagles? Um, first, what if we do a couple of the storylines for across both teams Perfect. and then we'll go into the teams. All right. So that. there are three primary storylines that I have. Right. First of all, it's the two number one seeds facing off against each other. They're the two best teams from the regular season for both conferences. Mm -hmm. They have pretty much, pretty unanimously been the two best teams in both conferences for most of the year. So that is rare that the two number one seeds both make it. And that is a big storyline that you got two really good teams playing against each other. You also have the first time where there are brothers that are battling against each other. There's, really? Yes. Jason Kelsey is the center for the Philadelphia Eagles and Travis Kelsey is the tight end for the Chiefs. And not only are they brothers, where one of them will win the Super Bowl, is they are both Hall of Famers, and they are both incredible football players. So it's not like they're two role players. They will both be in the Hall of Fame in the not-too-distant future. That's so neat. Could you imagine being like their parents? They, Do you think they're cheering for one over the other? Well, that would be so hard, because you're like, oh, oh, like I'm excited, but I'm sad, but how so do you remain like impartial? They both have jerseys where it's half and half. Cute. So... Aww. Um, the mom's jersey is Travis on the front and Jason on the back, mm -hmm. and the dad is the other way around. So it's just the different colors. Obviously, mm -hmm, Kelsey's yeah. the same on the back, <laughs> the name. But Travis, after they won, they won second. The Chiefs did, and he said, first he said, "I'm gonna, I am no longer an Eagles fan. I've been cheering for the Eagles all year for my brother. <laughs> I will not cheer for you." He is a major trash talker. They both are, but especially Travis. And he said, "There will be virtually no trash talk from me." during the week before the Super Bowl or during the game, out of respect for my brother. And also, I know that my parents will walk away a winner regardless of which one of us wins. True. So it's pretty cool. That yeah. is kind of cool for them. They're like, wow, one of my kids is going to win the Super Bowl. Yep, <laughs> and the other one's going to lose. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Both oh. of them have already won a Super Bowl. Oh, So true. it's neither one of their first will be both, either one of their seconds. And it's the first time that brothers have ever played against each other in the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And then the third major storyline is the head coach of the Chiefs. His name is Andy Reid. And I'll be talking more about him when we talk about the Chiefs. But he was the head coach for the Eagles and is the winningest coach in Eagles history. Huh. And now is the head coach for the Chiefs. So it's a, just a fun storyline that he coached for both teams. Okay. Hmm. How recent was the transition? 2012. Okay, so it's been a few years. Yep. <laughs> Isn't that crazy though? 2012 was not a few years ago. I know, it was like 11 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Okay, those are all very fun. I like the brothers one. Yeah, that's I think so that's, cool. that is super <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Okay, so we've got... All those storylines to watch. So let's talk. Let's talk the Eagles first, maybe. Great. Yep. Um. So let's talk about the Eagles and just like get to know them. So who are like the key people that we will probably be hearing mentioned a lot? Yeah, their head coach is a man named Nick Sirianni. This is his second year as a head coach of the Eagles. A few backstory things about Nick Sirianni that I particularly enjoy. Mm -hmm. He had his opening press conference after he was hired by the Eagles on January 29th, ninth, twenty twenty one. And he was universally mocked after this press conference because it was one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. Wait, how? <laughs> he, yeah. He said he was just 
super awkward and he was not he obviously had never done a press conference before mm -hmm. and so he wasn't prepared for it and he kept talking about how he said that one of the reasons why the eagles struggled the previous year is because their offense and their defense was too complicated there were too many things going on and so the players weren't doing well because they didn't understand it and, he, and everyone's like wait so did you just call your players dumb um so that was part one and then he said we need to simplify our offense and defense that way it's easier for us to understand it Again, you're calling your players dumb. <laughs> and then number three, he kept talking about systems and how they need to build the system, but that they need dogs for their system. They need players who are just ravenous with how competitive <laughs> they are and their, their desire to win and that they refuse to lose. And he doubles down on it later on. This is my, perhaps my favorite thing I've ever heard in a press conference. He was talking about the NFL draft later on that year. And they asked him how he figured out if people were dogs or not and were so competitive that they would refuse to lose. And he said, well, I was playing rock, paper, scissors with them. They're like, what? What are you talking about? Why in the world would you play rock, paper, scissors with your NFL, with the guys you might draft in the, in the draft? And he says, well, if someone is competitive enough that they will do literally whatever it takes to win a game of rock, paper, scissors, I want them on my football team. If they're okay with losing rock, paper, scissors, they're not a good enough competitor and I don't want them on my football team. How how does someone be competitive enough within rock, paper, scissors? Well, do you want to lose rock, paper, scissors? Well, no, but like, he's yeah, just exactly. they're putting up a fight. Yeah. But that's just complaining about so like, losing. No, it's not. <laughs> if we do rock, paper, scissors, and if we start with like a, uh, just like one, one out of game, three type of thing? No, just one oh. game, and you win. And then I say, oh, let's make it best two out of three. And then if, and then if you win, or then if I win that, then you're like, okay, well, let's now go to best of seven. So that's just like they never so want to stay going playing. Because you don't want to lose. Wow. And so it just goes back and forth. And he said that he talked trash to them to figure out how they would respond to him, <laughs> all kinds of stuff. And it was just legendary. Could you imagine being like a really good football player and you're like, you just want to play rock, paper, scissors with me? Like, yep. <laughs> it would be a little, yeah. That's like my interview. <laughs> yep. That's funny. He also is, uh, um, not my favorite person in the world. Um, he is hilarious like that. He has given uh, the middle finger to fan bases that are cheering against him, which is pretty funny. Isn't that like um, everyone? Uh, yeah, but it's something that no one has ever seen an NFL coach do before. Mm. Um, he glares at cameras. He finds them like after they score a touchdown, and he'll glare at the camera and make <laughs> funny faces at it, and like do all kinds of crazy stuff. And you're like, oh my goodness, what is this guy's problem? So that's the head coach, of the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, all right. Who do we got is like the quarterback? Yeah, the quarterback is Jalen Hurts. And he is 24 years old. His name and sounds familiar. I think he was on your fantasy team for a while. He might have been. Yeah, he was on your fantasy okay. team. Okay, <laughs> I was like, I know that name, but yeah. Yeah, not that's, the first name, just the last name. Because he was Alabama's starting quarterback. Oh, oh, that's why we had him. Yep. And so Jalen Hurts is one of my favorite people in football. Hmm. And he started as a freshman at Alabama, first time since 1985 that a freshman had started at mm -hmm. Alabama. And when he, in 2016, so he's our age, he started there as a freshman and brought them all the way to the national championship game, which they lost wow. in 2017, it was January 2017. Mm -hmm. And so he goes through that season, they are incredible, excellent football team. Starts this 2017, se 2017 season as a sophomore, they go 11 and one in the national championship game, game again on January 8th of 2019 and they're losing 13 to nothing to George at halftime he started for two straight years they have lost two games in that span and he's in the national championship game and they bench him at halftime and they mm -hmm. put someone else in 
because their offense was struggling. Mm -hmm. And they put another quarterback to a tug of Iola, now the starting quarterback for the Dolphins. And he plays the second half, and then overtime, and Bama wins. And that second half was one of the most admirable things I've ever seen someone do. Jalen Hurts, the whole time, was standing next to this freshman quarterback who went in instead of him, who had his arm around him, was coaching him, telling him, here's how I would do this if I were you. And they worked together, eventually helped Tua lead him to the national championship. After the game, he sat down in his locker, in front of his locker, for like 25 minutes and answered questions about being benched, what that was like, and just talked about it to reporters and didn't, wasn't mad, wasn't angry, was happy for his teammates, talked huh. about how grateful he was for Tua, how happy he was for his teammates, just for 25 minutes. And everyone was like, wow, like this guy is a leader. Mm -hmm. Even if he got benched from his football team after being absolutely incredible for two years, mm -hmm. he got benched, they won a national championship game, and now here he is answering these questions. He stayed as a backup for the next year for Bama. He stayed there, played the whole season as the backup. And then in the SEC championship game, they're playing against Georgia and Tua gets hurt, the starting quarterback. Yeah. And the second half, the exact opposite of the championship mm -hmm. game from earlier, from, wow. from last year happens. Jalen Hurts comes in, leads them to win the championship, leads them to win the SEC championship game. And then they, he takes them and Tua comes back for the playoffs. Okay. But he's able to will them to victory. And that is one of the, that is probably the only time I've ever cheered for Alabama was when <laughs> I saw Jalen Hurts come in that game and I said, this guy is incredible. I'm going to cheer for him. Huh. He then transferred to Oklahoma, brought them to the college football playoff, which they lost. And, but he has been absolutely incredible. He's a great leader. He has transitioned from being primarily a runner to also being able to throw really well. Mm -hmm. And so that's been a, just to see how he's developed has been absolutely incredible, both at Oklahoma and then the past couple of years for Philadelphia. Very cool. Huh. Go Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Will you cheer for Tosh? Will you cheer for Jalen Hurts and the Eagles because he was your fantasy he football person? I think though, okay, I like, I would cheer for him more because of the story that you just told, because I think he was just kind of a sub person when we needed, uh, 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 like on a bye week. Gotcha. Yeah. He was one of the best quarterbacks in football this week. So, or this year. Then I don't think we had him because I actually was just thinking our quarterbacks were um, the Vikings one. Kirk Cousins. Yep. And Dak Prescott. Yep. And then we had, it was a Jerry Goff. Yep. Yeah. Those were the only three that I can remember. And we didn't use Goff very much because the one time we put him in instead of Cousins, we lost horribly. Mm. Yeah. So I don't think we had Hurts because otherwise it would have been just for a brief He would have moment. started every game yeah. for you. Okay, so we didn't have him. Oh. But I did have someone from Bama whose name started with a J. Ju well, you Judy? Had, yeah, yeah. You Jerry Judy and Devonta Smith. I had two people from Bama. Devonta Smith is on the Eagles, wide receiver for okay, the Eagles. Okay, I did right. have I think I did I trade from you for him. I got Stevenson from you. Okay, never mind. No, no you, you traded the opposite. Name. Matthew. You traded Ramondre Stevenson to Natasha. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, for the guy yeah. that got hurt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Williams. Matthew helped me with my fantasy. I was I also did fantasy with Natasha this year, and I didn't know what I was doing at all. So Matthew helped me the whole season <laughs> um, at like the draft party thing, whatever. I I've never texted with like so much panic and quick as quickly as I could. Like during that, I was like, who's this? I was, I like my, at the end of the day, I had like 50 screenshots of like who was available. Cause I would send that to Matthew and he would tell me who to pick. And it was a lot. It was chaos. I'm yeah. so grateful Matthew was able to help me with that. We, yes. we didn't do so hot, but you know, we had fun. <laughs> Next right. year, next year. A yeah. couple other things about the Eagles mm -hmm. quickly. So Jason Kelsey, the brother and mm -hmm. the Eagles, best center in football. He, along with two other offensive linemen that are tasked to protect Jalen Hurts, released a Christmas album this year. 
as and a joke or for, like, for real? For real. And it was actually shockingly good. There's <laughs> their left tackle, guy on the far left-hand side of the line. He's a 6'8", 365-pound Australian <laughs> named Jordan Mylotta. And he is 25, has one of the best male voices I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I'm not even kidding when I say it. It's called the Philly Special Christmas Album. Absolutely incredible. You should listen to it if you get the chance. Um, he was an Australian, started playing football when he was 18. He was a rugby player. And then someone came over and was like, hey, you should try football. You're a massive human being. You should be a lineman. <laughs> and he's one of the best offensive linemen in football. That's wow. crazy. And That's crazy that so many people have been like working their whole life. I know. part of the NFL yes. and he's like 18 years old. He's like, okay, I'll try it. Yeah. When you're 6'8", 365 pounds and can move. Yeah, you can, uh, suppose, you can do yeah. that. So it was, there were three of them that did it mm -hmm. together. It was very fun. My lot of, by far the best singer, the other two, Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson, are passable at best, <laughs> but my lot of carries it. The defense for the Eagles is the best, one of the top two in football, along with the 49ers who they beat last week. And they have, they put a ton of pressure on quarterbacks. They've got a, their best defensive end, guy who rushes the quarterback, his name is Hassan Reddick. And he signed a contract with them before this season. That's really helped put them over the edge to be a lot, much better defense. They've got um, a really good linebacker, Brandon Graham, who's one of the best defensive players in football. And they have overall, the Eagles had the easy, one of the easiest Super Bowl, past the Super Bowl of all time. They <laughs> obliterated the Giants, who they've played twice because they're divisional opponents. So they know the Giants really well and then destroyed them. <laughs> then the championship round, they played the 49ers. And Hassan Reddick hit the the 49ers quarterback's arm, Rock Purdy, hit his arm, <laughs> and he needs surgery to repair his arm because he couldn't throw a football. Oh my and goodness. So it's a primarily a surgery that baseball pitchers have. Huh. Um, but he needs to have that because he tore a ligament in his elbow when he got hit. So the 49ers for almost the whole game didn't have a quarterback that could throw the football forwards. And because their backup was their fourth string um quarterback because they had already lost their first two earlier in the year. Brock Purdy was their third string. He went 7-0 to bring them to the championship game. He uh. gets hurt, can't throw a football. So they bring in their fourth string quarterback, who has been in the back, who's been in the league forever. He's 36. He's played for the all kinds of other leagues outside of the NFL because he's not very good, but he's like kind of in between where no one really wants him on their team, but he's <laughs> just good enough where you're like, okay, well, if maybe we need something desperately, he'd be okay. <laughs> And then he got hurt. Oh my. So then they had to bring back Brock Purdy in to play the end of the game, even though he couldn't throw a pass. Um, so they just handed off for so most of the second half. If they would have made it to the Super Bowl, would they have even like had a fighting chance? Or would they have been kind of just like... Uh, they would have had to figure out someone else to sign, somehow to get another quarterback, <laughs> or to be more creative with their fourth-string quarterback, crazy. Josh Johnson. Huh. Yeah. All so right. that's the Eagles. That's the Eagles. Yes. Okay. The Chiefs. The Chiefs. The Chiefs made it by beating the Jaguars. And then they beat the Cincinnati Bengals in an absolute thriller in the championship round. That was very fun last And that Sunday. was the Super Bowl last year. The Bengals right? were in the Super Bowl last year against the Rams. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yep. And so in the Jaguars game two weeks ago, the Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes had a high ankle sprain, which is normally like a five to seven week injury recovery time frame. You're normally out for five to seven weeks. Mm. He comes back in that game, finished that game, led them to victory over the Jaguars. Then he plays the whole game against the Bengals, which is just superhuman. You shouldn't be able to do that. And he's going to play the Super Bowl all within three weeks after getting a high ankle sprain, which is not human. Are people worried that he's not going to be able to play well? No, because no. he played well against the Bengals. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, so they, uh, the Chiefs have won two Super Bowls. Eagles have won one. They won the Super Bowl that was in Minneapolis uh, in 2017. And now the Chiefs are looking for their third. They lost to the Bucks in 2020, Super Bowl 55. And they have one of the biggest question for the Chiefs is they have their three of their top four wide receivers are all injured right now. And so the question is, how many of them will play? One of them is very one of them is very unlikely to. The other two are unknown. It's the Super Bowl. You're they're going to dress. They'll be ready to play, but who knows how they'll actually do once the game starts. These poor these poor football players like are just getting hurt left and right. Imagine working the entire season and then it's just like the game before. Uh-huh. Or I don't know, I guess how long they've been hurt for, but that would be so frustrating. Mm-hmm. The two unknown guys got hurt last week against the Bengals. The other guy's been hurt since week seven or nine. I can't oh. remember which one. Yeah. So their head coach, Andy Reid, who I mentioned earlier, head coach of the Eagles from 1999 to 2012. He's the winningest court coach in Philadelphia history. And he made Super Bowl 39 with them, they, which they lost. He's been the head coach of the Chiefs from 2013 to 2023. He's the only coach in NFL history to win 100 games and appear in four straight championship games with two different teams. Hmm. So he is an incredible coach. And he was fired ultimately because by the Eagles because he made four straight championship games, only made one Super Bowl, and didn't win it. And so they viewed him as someone that couldn't win the big one, and so they fired him. Hmm. And since going to the Chiefs, he has made the Super Bowl twice, went one and one. Well, now this is the third time he's made it. All right. So their quarterback is Patrick Mahomes. His dad, Pat, pitched for the Twins. Really? And so that's a fun connection. He, right now, if he retired at 27, he would be in the Hall of Fame. He is one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history already. Uh-huh. And the one of the primary questions is, as he continues to play, how many Super Bowls can he win? And Tom Brady, who just retired earlier this week. Did will, he actually? Yes, he did. For sure. Yes. He got. He said he's done. Okay. He's not playing anymore. Didn't he say he was done and not playing anywhere last time? Well, but he said, I'm taking a break from football, which are official words. Last I year. do think he is done this time. He did say four <laughs> yeah, good. <Tasha. laughs> okay, just based on what other people have Elite said. football mind, Natasha. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you, he's done, guys. Natasha's speculation is he's done, everyone. <laughs> Watch him come back just to prove me wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he will. If you would like to know how football crazy this country is, they're currently on eBay. There are... The sand? You, the sand, yes, yes. I did see this. Yes? I yeah, did, so but please explain. I didn't quite... Okay, so they're selling <laughs> jars of dirt. Sand. Sand. Not dirt. <laughs> From where he's going to build his retirement home? No. I, oh no! I, want, I just I thought that was starting. I want like Matthew to explain this. So they, that's all. Uh, whatever you saw was not right. Um, <laughs> okay. So Tom Brady recorded his retirement video mm-hmm. on a beach, and so he records this 55 seconds, just time up, saying he's going to retire, different things, and then someone later that day goes to that exact spot, gets a jar of sand, fills it up, holds up, takes a picture of it, and says. Um, sand from the exact retirement spot from Tom Brady. Oh, that is what I saw. Currently, I spot house. being currently on eBay, there have been thirty people that have bid on it. If you'd like to be the next person to bid on it, you'd have to bid a cool two thousand eight hundred dollars for this sand from the exact spot that Tom That's Brady so retired. That's so stupid. <laughs> so there you go. Um, huh. So one of the primary questions is: Can Patrick Mahomes? Could he be the person to catch Tom Brady with his seven Super Bowls? Could he be that person um, that could be? in that conversation for greatest quarterback of all time. Huh. After Before the 2020 season, Patrick Mahomes signed a 10-year, $503 million contract, half a billion dollars, to be the quarterback for the Chiefs for the next 10 years. That's so much money. He, Sorry, every time been, we have these football conversations, I just marvel in the, how much money there is in this industry. Okay, continue. 
And football actually isn't that much compared to other professional sports. What's the most? Baseball. Really? Hands down, yeah. So there's no salary cap in baseball. So you can just pay people more because there isn't a max like there is in football, basketball, and hockey. That's crazy. Yep. Um, Patrick Mahomes, you know, there's a lot of talk this past week about is the NFL rigged because there were some questionable officiating decisions in the Bengals game, which we don't need to talk about. But the uh, one of the things that make people say that the NFL is rigged is they wanted Patrick Mahomes to be in this game because earlier I said they're playing at State Farm Field and he is the head spokesperson for State Farm. And so there are a lot of people that <laughs> oh. said that the NFL is rigged because the State Farm paid a lot of money to the NFL <laughs> to have their primary spokesperson in the game. Funny. I, I mean, think. I thought Jake from State Farm was a State Farm spokesperson. Well, he's uh, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is their uh, athlete that they spend by far the most amount of money on. I don't think they have to spend very much money to get Jake from State Farm. <laughs> All right. Fun fact about Patrick Mahomes, he eats his steak with ketchup. And so he was made fun of a lot for that when he said that. He also sounds like Kermit the Frog when he talks. <laughs> what does like, that mean exactly? That voice doesn't fit yeah. the person I see when you like look at Patrick Mahomes. Uh, correct. But he sounds like Kermit the Frog. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, if they interview him after the game, if he wins and they interview him after the game, you will hear Kermit the Frog's voice, effectively, coming out of Patrick Holmes' body. It's hilarious. It's great. Um, Travis Kelsey, the brother of Jason Kelsey, is the best tight end in football. He is one of the... He's also a Hall of Famer. Like I said, Jason and him will both be in. It is incredible because he and Patrick Mahomes can like just communicate so well without saying anything or doing anything when they're... when. Mahomes is scrambling around trying to get away from a pass rush. Kelsey always finds a way to get open, and mm. it's absolutely incredible. Whenever he catches a football, there's never with anyone within five yards of him, it feels like. He's mm. just always wide open because he finds a spot to be where there isn't a defender. Mm. It's very impressive. Their, uh, their best defensive player is a man named Chris Jones. He's 6'6", 298, another massive human being. <laughs> and he absolutely took over the game against the Bengals. He had two sacks that really that especially one at the end of the game that ended the game for the Bengals and after the game he was really mad because the previous year they had lost to the Bengals in the AFC championship game and he thought that he was one of the primary reasons why mm -hmm. and so after the game this year he said this my whole offseason was dedicated to this game I missed a few big plays last year and I put that on my shoulder so this offseason I dedicated my whole offseason to making sure that when that moment calls for me specifically that I'll answer the call and so I'm expecting him to also have a huge game okay. in the Super Bowl. And the primary question is, can the defense hold up against the Eagles' offense? That's one of the primary questions. Mm -hmm. Chiefs' defense is decent but not great. And so the question is, can they slow down the Eagles' offense? Okay. Hmm. All right. That's the main question I'll be asking this week. <laughs> that is a huge question that will decide the game. If they can slow them down enough, because the Eagles are a run-first team, they can slow down the run make Jalen Hurts pass they should be able to win the game if they can run all over the the Chiefs then it seems very likely that the Eagles will win okay all right so now we've got like an overview of both of these teams like and we've, we've kind of alluded to this already like what is the fan perception of it or like the public perception like who is everyone everyone gonna be voting for or not voting <laughs> rooting for rooting for the Eagles are favored from okay. Vegas Vegas has picked the Eagles to win um, Who picks that in Vegas? Like, the odds makers. The odds makers. Yeah. Okay. We could do a whole nother figure it out. <laughs> the lines and betting. There's they take all kinds of they take numbers into account. They take how they expect people to want to bet. There's a ton that goes into it. 
but Vegas believes that the Eagles will win. Okay. By mm-hmm. one and a half points. Obviously, you can't win by one and a half <laughs> points. So you bet either the Eagles will win by more than that, mm-hmm. or the Eagles will win by one, or the Chiefs will win. Okay. So those are the two lines. I see. Two sides of the line. Gotcha. All right. So Vegas thinks the Eagles are going to win. Yep. Do like, if we took a poll of like America, what percentage, yeah. in your in your opinion, what percentage wants the Eagles to win versus the Chiefs? Um. Well... This year is a very interesting thing because virtually no one outside of Philadelphia likes any Philadelphia sports teams. Um, Philadelphia fans are pretty unanimously regarded as the worst sports fans. Um, They're mean towards opposing teams. They are brutal. They do all kinds of crazy nonsense um, as fans, and they are just rambunctious. I don't have any, uh, I don't have very many problems with the Philadelphia the Eagles sports team, the actual <laughs> players, I do have a lot of problems with their fans. So therefore, I will not be cheering for the Eagles <laughs> because of the Philadelphia span- fans. And it was the same thing when the World Series, the Philadelphia Phillies were in the World Series. Same thing. I wanted the Phillies to win. I wanted the Phillies fans to be miserable. <laughs> okay? And I hope that's the case with the Super Bowl too. They climb on light poles. They tear down light poles after they win a game. I was they, gonna say, I remember even when they won in Minneapolis. Yes. Like it, they trashed it. Correct. It wasn't like they. I, I couldn't imagine if they had lost. They they riot to yeah. show their pleasure. It makes zero <laughs> sense. They they tear down stuff down. They destroyed a bunch of cop cars after they made it to the Super Bowl last week. They were jumping on top of cars. They were um. There were a bunch of guys that climbed on top of a where you wait for a bus where they've got those little oh, shelters yeah. they're like eight guys on top of that naturally that collapsed oh my um, gosh. all kinds of stuff they they riot in their own city to show their pleasure for winning the game to go to the super bowl oh my they're weird um <laughs> and so most people outside of philadelphia will be cheering for the chiefs okay. as a result because there are a lot of cities that strongly dislike philadelphia sports fans um and the chiefs just have i mean both teams have a lot of fun stories mm-hmm. that go along with it yeah and both teams have won recently, so that doesn't play a factor. Yeah. Most players in both these teams, not most, many of them have already won a Super Bowl, especially the Chiefs. Many of them have won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. The Eagles have had a, quite a bit of turnovers from their Super Bowl team. Mm-hmm. Their whole coaching staff is new. A lot of their players are new. But they, there are definitely some holdovers from that. Okay. All right. So you are cheering for the Chiefs. Yep. I decided I'm cheering for the Chiefs. Tosh, how about you? I think I'm cheering for the Chiefs just because I think the fan thing is like a turnoff. Even mm-hmm. though I, I want to be able to say I could cheer for the other team so that, you know, like one of us is right. <laughs> but I just, I don't think I can. Right. There you go. Yeah. If it weren't for the uh, fans, the Eagles would be a much stronger candidate in my brain. Mm-hmm. I just so strongly despise their fan base <laughs> that I could never cheer for the Eagles. <laughs> I think a lot of people would say that too. Yeah. All right. So last last year, we played the who should I root for a game? And so we're just going to, we just like literally are going to copy paste that. We're going to play this again. So h- how it works is if I care more about, and then there's a blank, I'm going to fill it in. I should root for it. And Matthew's just going to, going to give us the answer. All right. You okay. ready? Yep. You understand. All right. If I care more about the underdog story, I should root for. Probably the Eagles. They haven't been an underdog this year, but Jalen Hurts has mm-hmm. been an underdog throughout his career and has not been looked as, at as someone who would be a starting quarterback on an NFL team, let alone a Super Bowl team. Okay. If I care more about more Super Bowl wins, I should root for? Chiefs have two, Eagles have one. So the Eagles, I guess. Well, I guess. Well, if, yeah, are you if, hoping that they, they if get? Even, or yeah. you want the person who's won less to win? I would assume, like, if like, you're like, oh, I want the, per- like like the, the underdog, like the less. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I don't let's try that again. <laughs> All right. The, the, the Chiefs, I wasn't going to say this, but now this led to it. <laughs> Super Bowl four. 1970 
the Chiefs did beat the Vikings. Oh. So that is one of those where... <laughs> Wait, you, what year? Super Bowl four, 1970. All right, so if you're still holding a grudge <laughs> from 1970... Absolutely. Go Eagles. <laughs> yep. All right, if I care more about nicer fans, I should root for... Chiefs. <laughs> the right. Chiefs have pretty unanimously regarded one of the best fan bases in football. Oh, Arrowhead oh. Stadium, their home field, is one of the top two loudest fields in the NFL, and they have absolutely incredible tailgates before games <laughs> where they open up the whole complex. There are people that wait in line for over a day Whoa. in advance of their home games huh. to be at the front of the line to be at the front of the parking lot for the tailgate. Huh. Very fun. That's crazy. Now I like them even more. There you go. Good. If I care more about the team colors, I should root for. Well, you got red for the Chiefs and green for the Eagles. But it's like a gross green, too. It is kind of. I think it's gross green, <laughs> but I think a lot of what the Eagles do is gross. <laughs> all right. So, so red, red for the Chiefs. Green oh, are for you the marking Eagles. this down? Who Who's getting the most? No. I think it's all been Chiefs so far. No. no. The first one was the Eagles. Oh, the first? Yeah. Well, Underdog story. I yeah, said it was the Eagles. Yeah. Jalen. All right. If I care more about the coaching staff, I should root for. Well, Andy Reid has been the much more, has, has won a lot more. Nick Sirianni has the hilarity of playing rock, paper, scissors with his draft yeah, picks. Yeah, I kind of like that. Which That's is just funny. quite funny. And like you kind of got to root for the awkward person in a way. He is very awkward, <laughs> yes. All right. If I care more about the cutest quarterback, I should root for. Uh, <laughs> I've, I have heard the storyline. I was listening to a podcast earlier this week, and they said these are the two best looking, two of the best looking quarterbacks in the NFL. Hey. Wow. Um, they're both African-American. That is quite the storyline this week. They've, they're the, it's the first time that two African-American quarterbacks have played against each other, which I personally I didn't mention earlier because I think that it's being overblown there have been a lot of african-american quarterbacks that have played mm -hmm. in the super bowl and so the fact that they're playing against each other is cool for the first time but it also is continuing on this idea that african-americans can't be quarterbacks which has been something that has mm -hmm. hurt the nfl in previous years but is no longer the case now is there are so many african-american quarterbacks um and they both a lot of people have said are are two of the best looking quarterbacks so i don't know i'm All not right. a good judge the two of you have to look it up and let me know <laughs> All right, well, there's two games going on today on the Super Bowl. <laughs> the Super Bowl and the cutest quarterback competition. All right, if I care more about inspirational stories, I should root for? Probably Jalen Hurts. Okay. Yeah. I, his story of just being benched and then coming back, being a backup for a full year and not mm -hmm. leaving right away, and then doing what he's done since then is mm -hmm. really admirable. Mm -hmm. All right. If I care more about the cooler home city slash state, I should root for? Well, you got the Declaration of Independence with Philly. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, the Liberty Bell. Um, and then you have corn. And, well, no, you've got barbecue. <laughs> oh, you've I got... didn't know that's what Kansas was known really? for. Kansas City? Kansas City, the city, is known for their barbecue. The barbecue in Kansas City, absolutely incredible. Okay. I I've only heard of corn. Yeah. Like the detasseling, you know? Mm. Yeah. Also, the World War I museums in Kansas City, <laughs> very cool museum. Mm, so it's yeah. really a close one on that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. And lastly, <clears throat> if I care more about cheering for the team that will win, I should root for The Chiefs. <laughs> Are you just saying that? Vegas says otherwise. <laughs> nope. I have the Chiefs winning 27-24. All right. That's my official prediction. I don't know if I'm supposed to give that yet or not, but I am. That was kind of our like final question yeah. about who do you think is going to win? So Chiefs, you Chiefs. got winning. All right. Yes. The Chiefs are famous. The Chiefs fans, you will hear this for the National Anthem. They are famous for at the end of the National Anthem where you sing the home of the brave. Mm -hmm. Instead of the home of the brave, they just belt out Chiefs. The home oh. of the Chiefs at the end of That's the funny. National Anthem gotcha. is 
one of the best traditions in sports, in my opinion, involving national anthem. <laughs> Very cool. Yes. So we didn't really talk about that at all. Do you know who's singing the national anthem? I do not know who's singing the national yeah, anthem. Yeah, or, or the halftime I don't know halftime. Is it uh, Beyonce? Rihanna. Oh, Rihanna. So I just looked it up. Chris Stapleton is actually singing the national anthem at the Super Bowl. Well, that'll make Justin there so you happy. Go. <laughs> all right. So we got Chris Stapleton and Rihanna, um, two of the cutest quarterbacks, a really good game of football. That's right. Good commercials, probably. Mm -hmm. If you're spending $7 million for a commercial, it better be they good. They better be. You know who, I don't know if you guys watch YouTube enough, but YouTube ads, Mint Mobile. Have you guys seen any of Mint Mobile's ads recently? Mm -mm. No. Hilarious. Like, I am blown away by how creative these ads are. Or lack, lack thereof, but they like, call it out. I don't know. We can talk more about Mint Mobile commercials not on air, but... I'm just gonna put my two cents in, and do I think they'll have a, a Super Bowl commercial. I don't know. I would be surprised if they do because they're all about like keeping things affordable. So if they're spending seven million dollars <laughs> on a Super Bowl commercial, feels like a lot of money. Yeah, but yeah. who knows? Maybe Ryan Reynolds and Blake will play for it out of pocket, not take it from the <laughs> Blake Lively. Lively. Oh, you don't know who that is? No. <laughs> Oh, all right. She's an actress. Oh, it's a woman? Yeah. Blake? <laughs> I figured you'd find that reaction. Oh. <laughs> I was not expecting that to be a woman with the name Blake. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um. Anything else to add about the Super Bowl? No. Prop bets are always highly entertaining. You know, if you can find a good sheet where you've got over oh, under the national yes, anthem. Yeah. What color will the Gatorade be? That's always super fun. A lot yeah. of them don't have to do with sports. Yeah. So you don't actually have to know. Or you got like, what'll be the first play? Will it be a run or pass? Yeah. Honestly. Uh, all it, kinds of fun stuff. Well, I think if you're someone where this is like the only game you watch this NFL mm -hmm. season, that's a great way to make yourself have fun because yeah. it helps you engage with things that aren't just football. Mm -hmm. And yep. if scoring is kind of confusing for you, these are things you can keep track of on your own. Yeah. So I enjoy doing yeah. that. Yeah. Matthew introduced that to us a few years ago when we watched in college. And it's, yeah, it's like the sheet where you like, yeah, pick will the national anthem last above or below a minute and you get a point mm -hmm. if you get it right or like all that kind of stuff. So it's super fun. Um, It definitely like engaged us when we cared even less about football. Exactly. So, yep. All right. Yeah, it's always a it's always a fun thing to do that I enjoy creating those kinds of things mm -hmm. to give you more stuff to watch for. Things to yeah, root for. All right, and Matthew, we always end our figure out podcast by asking this question. What is something in life you are currently figuring out? Yeah. A couple different things. Number one, uh, I want to read more. I read a lot. <laughs> yeah. But I want to read more. And so my goal for twenty twenty three is to I my my goal is 40 books. I would love to get 50. That's crazy. And so to figure out where little bits of time where I can be reading more and doing more for that. Also, uh, currently in the past week or so, my for next year, depending on what happens, what gets approved, my, what I'm teaching might be changing a little bit. Hmm. And so I'm trying to figure out how to adapt my content to fit hmm. what it will be be including more Bible stuff within my social studies mm. curriculum. And so it'll be trying to figure out how can I do that. Sixth grade will probably become a, a year of biblical history. Mm -hmm. And so cool. creating that will be really fun, but also very a daunting. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I am excited for that. So I'm trying to, I, it was just brought up to me for the first time about a, a little over a week ago. And so the past week has been a lot of brainstorming, mm -hmm. trying to figure out how could we make this work okay. and do it well. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I'm currently in the process for, hoping to get done before baseball season starts. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
busy person, Matthew. So we are yeah. super grateful that you spent an hour talking about the Super Bowl with us and educating us a little more. Absolutely. It was very fun. Thanks so much for joining us. We're excited to watch the game. Hopefully you are. Um, yeah. And hopefully our listeners are. Yeah. All right. And with that, thank you for the second annual Super Bowl episode. And we'll catch you all back next week.